0: Somebody in the corner was struck out and said, Lord, He heard my cry. I, Lord, he heard
1: my cry. cry, cry. I, Lord, he heard my cry. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Keep It One Hundred Podcast. Today we have the whole gang here, so um, this might be a longer episode. We're going to be diving into Christianity. Uh, quick announcement before we dive right in. Um, Sam has dropped some awesome merch for the Keep It 100 podcast that um, are live It's live right now. Yeah, so. so
2: how you do that, um, go to Instagram, thekeepit100podcast.ig. Reach out to me there. It's going to be live until next Tuesday. Um, so Tuesday, I don't know what day it is, but next Tuesday... We're putting the order in, and it's too late. So if you want
0: to look drippy for the summer and rep the brand, um, reach out. Followers. So um, we believe in um, who Jesus is. We believe that he is the Son of God, and we believe everything that he taught. We believe that he validated uh, the truth of the Word of God. Um, So that's why we believe that um, the Bible is the written Word of God, and uh, Jesus was the fulfillment of what the Bible talks about. And um, so, yeah, just... That to me, that's like the most basic definition. We're Christ's followers. Mm
2: -hmm. Yep, absolutely. I mean, we believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, um, and we can go into that deeper too. Sarah, do you have anything to add?
1: Yeah. Well, what is a Christian? I think you said it. Somebody that has put their life in Jesus Christ has um, said, "I'm going to follow what Jesus says." That's somebody who believes. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can edit this. Okay. Um, (laughs) What do Christians believe?
2: I mean, like I said, it's it's the it's the belief that Jesus died on the cross, you know, for our sins, and that is the only way that we can
3: go to heaven and be with Him. Um, do you want to add on that? Yeah, I like um, you know saying that a Christian is a, a follower of Christ. I think that's a great word, better than even the word "believe," like believer, um, because you know <clears throat> there's a passage in in James where it says even the demons believe, right. You know, so we—we we It's not that we just believe there's a God and we believe Jesus is God, but we are committed to to following Christ. Mm-hmm. That—that's what a Christian is. So it's follower.
1: more than just the intellectual. There right. is God. He, a God
2: lot God of people son. say, "Oh, I believe there's a God." Right. right. Almost everyone b- says, "Oh, I believe in a God." Right. So there's a difference. Right. Or, you or know? a higher power. Just saying that doesn't yeah. make you a Christian or a certain. Religion or whatever, and it's we can we
0: that. can even get into this later too. But it's even beyond. You hear a lot of Christians say, "Well, Jesus is my Savior," and he is mm-hmm. absolutely. That's foundational. He's our Savior because he died on the cross and he saved us from our sin. And so that's where Savior comes from. But we also believe that Jesus is our Lord that that he has lordship that he um, that we obey him, we walk in obedience to him. Um, so there's a lot of different things that Jesus is to us. Mm-hmm. Um, more than just being our Savior or our salvation, but He is our Lord, He is our God, He is our Redeemer. You know, there's hundreds and thousands of things that God is to us. But, um, yeah, that's some of the things that we believe.
2: Yeah, and before we get into how do you, like, become a Christian, um, what 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 how do Christians live? Like, what's a, a Christian lifestyle? And this gets a little controversial, but and we'll get into that too, but what is, like, a Christian, yeah, what is a Christian lifestyle? What do they, you know...
0: So I think that kind of goes right into what I was just trying to say. Um, A Christian lifestyle goes beyond just believing that Jesus existed or that um, there's a God in heaven. But a lifestyle is Jesus is my Lord, which means everything that he said, I want to walk in obedience to because he's the Lord of my life. He is the leader of my life. Um, What he says is true is true. So every every choice that I make, every single decision in life will be under um, walking, trying to walk in unity and under His Lordship over my life. Mm-hmm. So that is the biggest thing that I can think of for um, lifestyles, living in unity and walking with God.
2: For sure. And I think the Bible is kind of the, the um, like the guideline for that, you know, that says in there how to live, how not to live. it says, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. You know, and I think that's a lot. That's a bigger thing in Christianity the Bible is what we believe, we read, we practice, all of that. You know, and I yeah. think it's it's also just having a relationship. You know, like an intimate, like knowing God and He knows you. You know, so it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think also it would be turning away from the world. Like I'm gonna follow this instead of <clears throat> this. You know,
3: yeah. It, the most countercultural thing about being a Christian is that you recognize you are no longer your your own like I, I am not my own. I, I belong to Jesus Christ. I'm under the you said lordship I'm you know Jesus is my my master and so I'm not the one calling the shots anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and of course we don't do that perfectly but uh, that's that's the ideal that we live into. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sarah, do you want to add something?
1: Well, yeah, I think we've used a lot of, like, Christianese phrases so far that people point, yeah. listening might not understand. Like, sure. live in intimacy with Jesus. You know, those, that terminology is unfamiliar to somebody that doesn't know what Christianity is. So I was thinking we can talk about, like, the core tenets hmm. of what Christians believe. Because even in faith communities, there's differing opinions about certain topics different things. However, there are core tenets that baseline all Christians believe. <clears throat> to name a few, there is one God. God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. So if that is confusing, does, was anybody given the, the water analogy growing up? So you have water, H2O, but it can be a liquid, solid, or gas. Oh. Yeah. All water. Kind of how we can describe
3: That's the Trinity. Really
1: cool. One God, three functions, three facets. Um, We believe that God created the world, because that's the first line in Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the world, and everything in it, including you and me. We believe that the Bible is the word of God, and that means that um, although several authors, almost 40 authors, over hundreds of years added to this book, we believe that it's divinely inspired. So... God speaking through the authors to write these words, and we believe that they are true, that they this is a historically accurate document Um, so the Bible is true Uh, we believe Jesus is the son of God, we believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose three days later, that's how we have our salvation and we believe in an afterlife, that if we put our faith in Jesus we will live in heaven one day Vice versa, if we do not do so, such, we will not be with Jesus in heaven. Apart from heaven, hell. Yep. Anything else? Core tenets, Core Pretty good. Core baseline. Yeah, you nailed
2: it pretty much. I mean, I was God going is through good. the Apostles' Creed. Is yeah. Saying
3: that, and I think you
2: hit all the hit all the biggies. The yeah. Did you say God is good? I was thinking about that. Like God is sovereign, good, <clears> just. You know, He's not unfair. He loves everybody loves you more than you can imagine. Um, So, so why we say that we trust in Jesus. It's like the focal point. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus died. We trust in Jesus. He's our, he's our X, Y, whatever. So why, why Jesus for someone that doesn't know? Like, they're like, who is this Jesus guy? Like, why, why, why is it him and not somebody else? You know, that's, it's just a hypothetical, hypothetical question. You know, that a lot of people like actually wrestle with, you know? And, I think i have a few answers on that but i I, want to definitely hear what you guys do and i'll add um off of that Mm -hmm. for sure
3: well jesus jesus is uh alone there's nobody um in the same zip code as jesus (laughs) you know he came to this earth fully human so in that way he's like every other person that ever lived but he was also fully god and there's nobody else that can claim that, that is fully human, fully God. And, and so he demonstrated that. He proved that through his life. He was fully human, but he never sinned. And then ultimately, when he rose from the dead, that was vindication that, that I am who I say I am. So why Jesus? Because there's nobody else uh, able that has ever done what he's done.
2: I also think, I'll, yeah, I, I agree, My Absolutely. God. That is That It really is the mic drop right there. No one's done what he's done. I think um, personal experiences too, like when when you actually have a relationship and you experience Jesus and God, I think that really ties into it too. I'm sure we all here have our, we can talk for hours on personal experiences, but when you really dive into it and really get to know God for who he is, you get to see, you actually see him and like feel his presence. And I think that's also all the faith you need. Like that builds your faith too when you experience him. You're like, dang, he really is who he says he is <clears throat> like you said
0: absolutely you why know? why do we trust jesus because he has proven himself trustworthy there's not a word that he has spoken that is false mm-hmm. that he yeah, he has nice. never contradicted himself he is entirely pure he is an entirely perfect um mm-hmm. scott said he's entirely sinless he never sinned so i'm um, no one's ever done that you know mm-hmm. he he was the one he is the only one to ever do that he's proven himself to be trustworthy because every word that he has ever said is true
2: and i think i think if you really exper- try to experience it and experiment with it you'll find that because obviously if you've never tr- uh, experienced christianity you're like oh how do i know he's trustworthy if you really dive into it you will find out like there's no doubt in my mind you will experience it and you'll be like dang like it, he really is trustworthy and as long as you believe him there, there's nothing to really be worried about mm-hmm. you know it goes into a lot of different things but um Sarah, did you have anything to add there?
1: No, I think you guys. Let's go. It all. Let's
2: go.
0: And I, I think we could add to that um, because we establish that he is truthful. It unlocks so many different things. Because if if G- what Jesus says is always true, then we can take whatever he says as fact. And he says a lot of things about us. He says a lot of things about the world. So when he says, "I made you in my image, and it was good," we can know that we have a purpose that. Um, that we are created in God's image, like how cool is that? Um, that we're loved, that we're known by Him, that we have a way to know Him, and so just just laying that foundation of wow, what what Jesus says is true, what God says is true, that unlocks so many different aspects of who I am, and um, it really just unlocks a lot of your life. Yeah,
2: I mean, it really does. It can lead to a lot, a lot of things. That's beautiful. Thanks. That was beautiful. That was really good. So, this is um it starts to get a little controversial. There's a lot of definitions on how do I become saved today? Some people think, "Oh, if I'm baptized, I'm saved." "Oh, if I say I believe in God, I'm saved." What and I'm sure you have a great answer for this. How how do you really get saved? We should Pastor, all have
1: good answers for this.
3: This guy especially we're all though.
2: Saved. This guy especially though. I, I mean, you yeah, just had a I, sermon about this well, not too long I, I ago. I think
3: um I think it's really good to stay tight to the bible on this mm-hmm. one like we should just quote facts. agree facts. yeah you know it's romans ten thirteen. It's, it's probably the most simplified it says everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved mm-hmm. so i mean if you boil it down to the most simplified it, it's we have to cry out to god and say like it's it's a free gift god has done everything to provide it for us and and we just have to say yes we have to say mm-hmm. yes to god uh, so that's at the the most simplified version. Um, yeah, we, we, we trust it. We and, receive it. And
0: I love the one similar to that. If we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, if we believe in our heart that he was raised from the dead, the Bible says we will be saved. I mean, it's yeah. it's like yeah. almost right. exactly you way, just said. the way, the truth, said.
1: and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except yeah. for me. Yeah. John 3.16, uh, whoever believes in him mm-hmm. will not perish but have eternal life. Mm-hmm. And I love how there's no qualifiers. Mm-hmm. So there's something, right. there's something right. about right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: confessing faith, and there's something about believing deep in your heart um, that all of those scriptures just said something.
2: Yeah, that. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, you just have to actually believe on it. I think also acting on it, too, to a certain point. Obviously, we're going to mess up and we're going to fail, but trying to live your life, you know, not just being like, oh, I'm saved, I can go do whatever I want now. It's not how it works. But, you know, like, like in this, the, the um, sermon you had a couple weeks ago, faith and works, Mm-hmm. You know, not just believing, but also not just trying to do good things. You know, we're,
3: we're saved by faith alone, but faith that saves is never alone. Yeah, you know, yep. faith, faith is always accompanied by works. It's not our works that save us; it's Jesus that saves us. Yep. Um, but genuine faith always is accompanied by it has works. that stuff.
0: Yeah,
3: for That's sure. So, so what is a, a, a
2: the purpose of a Christian in today's world? 2023.
0: Well,
1: I think the, the purpose of a Christian is timeless. You know, mm-hmm. the purpose of the first Christian is the same as the purpose of Christians today. Right. Um, to have a relationship with Jesus. To glorify him. Mm-hmm. To tell other people about him. You mm-hmm. know, we have the, the best thing. We're not meant to keep it a secret. It's something we should want everybody around us to experience. And I think when you have Jesus in you, that is a result. Um, But yeah, just to, to have deeper knowledge of God's love for me. And I reciprocate that for my love back to God.
0: Mm, I love that. I mean, I, I was just about to say the same thing. I mean, I go back to the creation of time and why God created human beings. He didn't have to create us. Our, his existence isn't dependent on our existence our existence is dependent on his existence, but he created us so that we could know him. He wanted us to know him. He wanted to share experience with us. He wanted us to know what love is. Um, He created us to love him, to worship him. We can love him because he first loved us. Um, So yeah. yeah,
1: Loving God, loving people.
0: Right. Hmm. That's it, really. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of yeah. how we, that's kind of the baseline, too, for how we live our lives. Love, love, really, you know. Um, and so t- today, in, especially in today's world, I mean, it's always been this way, but Christians have always kind of had a bad rap, especially now, like right now, especially. Do you agree, Sarah? <laughs> I agree,
1: and I disagree, yeah. <laughs>
2: you agree, and disagree? Okay, that's fair. We can talk about that if you want. Do you want Like, what, what, yeah, what are your thoughts? Disagree. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I think at one point, Christians were kind of like, put on a pedestal like people wanted to be christians because christians were good people more or less right that's kind True of point, yeah. what yeah at least in america at least i feel like in our history 100 years ago
2: okay that's fair yeah i mean i see where i see what you're getting at
1: was you know the overall accepted religion
2: but today we're getting way farther away from that you know and and, today. and i think
1: i think that's because of what dad said about cult- Counterculturally, you know, everyone wants to be their own savior. Like the,
3: good, if people
1: yeah. define what a successful life is, they might say like, you know, something about self-actualization. I've become the best version of myself. You know, I've reaching my fullest potential, and those are all things that like they accomplish on right on their own prerogative, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's not popular to say I want, I need a savior. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, just going off of exactly what Sarah was saying, I was thinking about this question of um, why are Christians being really scrutinized right now, especially in, um, I mean, they've always been scrutinized, but um, all of the uh, uh, disciples of Jesus were martyred except for one who just died of old age. But, I mean, they were all martyred, which means that they died for the cause of believing in Jesus. So it's nothing new. That Christians are scrutinized, that um, that we're people are looking at our every move to try to you know see what we're doing. But um, I think a big thing why uh, Christianity is being really looked at in a negative light is the concept of truth, and I think that um, as Christians. We get our truth from the Bible, and yes, there are people who claim that they're Christians who don't live like the Bible tells them to live. And I think that's why a lot of people can get church hurt, and they can they can get burned by different people, and they can see that. Well, if they're Christians, I don't want to be part of that because how could they treat me like that? And and that's really sad because um, that's just not the way it should be. But um, I think truth is a really big thing right now, and. Um, we believe that this Bible is is law for us. We, we live by it, and it, it, it is the definition of truth for us. So the Bible says what truth is. It sets the bar. And so um, we live, I think, in a culture today that says that truth is relative. It says yeah. truth is yeah. what is true to me, is my experience, is this. And we're saying, I don't know what truth is because... I am not God, so I have to go to something to find truth, and that's this book. That's that's the spirit of God. That is the God of all things who created all things. He sets what truth is. So um, I think that is kind of why we're seeing a lot of, of the, the divide because it's like no, we have to we have to we we can't be the ones who create the definition of truth. We we have to take it back to something, and people are saying no, I can say what truth is because in my experience, whatever I say is truth. And we just don't believe that truth is relative like that.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people think they're their own God. You know, they yeah, can exactly. save themselves yeah. or they can do it all on their own. And you can't. Believing in Jesus is also saying, I can't do it on my own. Mm-hmm. I need a Savior to come save me, you know. Um, I, and, and the Bible even says, it says, uh, you will be hated because of me. Doesn't it? i pretty yeah. sure it says that. Yeah, I mean. it says it. So, I mean, it's it's true to, a, you know, mm-hmm. people. I've, I saw um, on another famous podcast, someone, his the co-host um, I forget his name he got made fun of because he was like you're a racist homophobic Christian and it's like that's how we're getting labeled now we're homophobic we're racist you know we're judgmental and that's it. you know
3: that's kind of the way it is right now do you have anything to add to that? I, I think we also have to acknowledge that we have um, we have done some things that have warranted yeah a judgment It's true. Uh, You know, we're not squeaky clean in this. And and part of it is we we live in such challenging times. So uh, like Sarah was mentioning, we used to live in a Christendom culture where the culture kind of shared the same views, values uh, as Christians. And that's shifted. So we now live in a post-Christian culture. And... For a lot of people, a lot of Christians, what we have tried to do is get back to what we once had. And so, you know, a lot of the stuff going on with politics, you see Christians trying to play the political game to get back through power to what we had. Um, and, you know, that, that uh, takes us down some questionable roads sometimes. We do things that we're not proud of, and then the world says, look, and they're right. You know, Um So, yeah, I mean, there's definite hypocrisy and, uh, you know, things that we've done that, that, yeah. Uh, But, you know, I love the passage that says, we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus is Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, it's never been look at us. It's always been look at Jesus. Right.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I think the, the problem, like some problems is we, none of us are perfect. You know, like I think the world expects Christians to be perfect. And we're nothing. We're far from that. I, I the think the I think God.
0: the world expects everybody to be perfect, and right. it's just a little unfair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean that's really it. And as soon as somebody messes up, it's like, oh, you're you're a sinner. You're cancel. Yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much in today's world. Um, and we're gonna go in the second here. We're gonna talk more about the modern challenges that the church today faces, especially some of that being judgment, hypocrisy. You know, all that stuff. You wanted to talk about what was it called? The thing. deconstruction, deconstruction. So are we
1: aware of that term i i would love is, for you to explain that this is I no how i understand is. it um can fact check me but this is how i've come to understand that term um deconstruction basically somebody a lot of people our age um taking what they've been told by their pastor their parents their church and kind of analyzing um do i actually believe this where did i get this information from did the people that gave me this information or those trustworthy people um, do I believe and they might analyze that with their values that they hold now and kind of say "All right, like yeah I agree with those things or no I don't agree with those things anymore or I um, have different views now that I once did and I I've heard some people that you know go through this deconstruction process um, come out of it saying something along the lines of Jesus and I are tight. Like, I, I, fought, I can get in line with Jesus. Like, he's a good guy. I, I want to follow my life. But the church, I've been burned too many times. Like, I want to walk away from the church. I'm not interested in m- m- the modern church because of, you know, maybe they were abused by a leader. Maybe some something untrustworthy happened where they... Um, were hurt or caused to feel shame or something along the lines where they were hurt. Get rid of the church, but I want to stay in line with Jesus. So,
2: so what are what some, do we do with? I that? feel like there's some potential issues with that clearly, because it's like you know you take you pick and choose a piece of the religion and you can't like the belief. You know, it's like well, it's either you're all in or you're all out. And it, it seems do, like that's can 50-50. Can we do
1: Christianity without the church?
2: Yeah, that I I that's tough because. What is the church? And I, my, like, remember the guy that said we were at the um, place yesterday, and he said it's a group of two or more mm-hmm. in, which I think he's absolutely right in saying that, you know, there's no, like, building where everyone goes, it was, they would do it in dinners at people's houses in wherever, you know, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people now think we have to go to a specific place everywhere. So I would say no, because it also says, like, to be with others, like, fellowship, that's that's what I would think. I don't, you know, I don't know. I I do you think you have anyone to, Yeah, have I think to we're meant
1: there? to be with people that can help us in our faith. And I feel like
0: that's the church to yeah. me. I don't. Yeah. And we believe that Jesus is the head of the church. So, it's hard to have Christianity and follow Christ without the church because he's the head of the church. So, um, So yeah.
1: what do we say to people who have experienced such extreme church hurt that they're ready to leave it all together and just say well, no. We're,
0: there's no there's no excuse to just say like, you should just forget that that happened. No, like we validate that that there are that we're all sinners. I mean that's literally what Christianity, what we're teaching is that we all fall short of the gold standard that Jesus set with a perfect life. But we're saying that um, just because you experience hurt doesn't doesn't mean that that is what church is. That means that that was an experience that you had. Absolutely, we validate that. But but church is important. And if if there's this one church that you can't seem to go back to, that's fine. There's a lot of other churches. But there's something that God created through church, an expression of who he is that can be shared at church amongst others, amongst being encouraged by fellow believers in your faith. And I I don't think you can take that apart away from Christianity. I think it's a, a crucial part.
3: I think when the, um, the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray, you know, his very first word was our, mm-hmm. our Father. Uh, so it seems to Jesus that it's important that we, uh, we congregate as a, a group, as a family. Um, and, you know, the heart is deceitful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we're on our own, uh, we can go down all kinds of crazy paths and, and rationalize it in our head. So the church has kind of a, a safety uh, feature to it that it keeps us kind of in the uh, in the street narrow.
0: Also what does the enemy want? What does what does Satan want? He wants us to be alone because that's when we're the most vulnerable right. and weak. Um, he wants you to think that, you should never go back to church. You should never go back to be, to there because there's people there who love you. There's people there who want to see you grow in your faith in Christ, and he wants you to get alone. He wants you to only hear very limited voices. He, he wants you to be alone because that's when you're the most open to be attacked.
3: Right, right.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. So there was something that you wanted to get into, um, and I think it's a, a lot of questions people ask. Um, why do... Bad things happen to good people. Um, so, it's
1: if kind you of, kind of want to leave the way like here, I'll let you. The the golden it, question. It's like
0: the the go to question that people. You're like, you know, do you believe in God? And they're like, no, because. How, why, how, how? why would
1: such a great God allow <laughs> yeah. my cousin to die in a car crash? I don't know. Why would such a great God allow something like the Holocaust to happen? You know, horrible, horrific things seemingly happening to innocent or you know, quote unquote, good people. Why, why does that exist? And I think we've said it because the world is full of sinners. And we're in, we're in the fall. Like the, the fall happened, so the world chose sin, turned away from God. And um, so that's, that's. am I saying anything that makes sense?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the first thing that we have to do is respond respond to that sensitively you know right because when when someone raises that often there really is something behind it Mm -hmm. you know they they, they lost their mom really young they grew up yeah yeah. right and and the truth is there is no answer like for us that at some point we the answer is i don't know like Mm -hmm. i I believe that god is sovereign he could have stopped it absolutely Mm -hmm. could have stopped it i believe god is loving i believe god is good and this rotten thing happened. Yeah. And at some point we have to say, I don't know, but I believe these things. And so I'm trusting God mm-hmm. yeah. in the midst of Jesus. this incredible pain.
1: Right. And there is clear hope in the Bible that God does work out everything for the good of those who yeah. love him. I Absolutely. think of why do bad things happen to good people? I think of Jesus, the goodest. That's not a word. Yeah, but the best. The perfect person. Something horrible, death on the cross, a bad thing happening to a perfect person. Why? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Maybe the answer was foggy for a while. (laughs) Because it was sad and all of his disciples were devastated and his mother watched. But we know that it was through that act of dying on the cross, this horrible thing that Satan had thought he'd won, that that is how we are all receiving salvation today. The the most horrible thing that could happen, our Lord and Savior Jesus dying on the cross, is actually the best thing that could have ever happened for us. It's
0: so good, Amen. Man.
2: Amen. So um, something else I want to get into here before we end, we're nearing towards the end. Um, what, how is Christianity unique? Because there's a gazillion different things out there that you can believe in, you know, religions like Islam, Buddhism, all these different things. So how, what,
3: what makes Christianity different and kind of unique? Um, yeah I I don't know if it's every religion but I've always heard it said this way that most other religions world religions is about our attempt to get to God Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas Christianity is all about God what God has done to get to us because we recognize we are incapable of ever getting to God incapable of ever being good enough uh so we're, we're in a hopeless situation and unless God acts we're, we're not going to be saved and so Christianity is about God coming down the ladder to save his people not about our attempt to be good enough that,
0: that's so good That that's exactly what I was going to say so many other um, religions and just ways of life are all about how can I become the best version that I can be to get to this stage to get to this stage and I mean just read the bible and you'll see that Jesus highlights and encourages everybody to become the least of these to be the servant not not the master to be the mm. servant that the best way that you can lead is to be the servant even Jesus himself in in one of his last acts alive being being the his disciples teacher for all this time he went and washed their feet and just just to show them You know I could do anything. You've seen I could do anything, but I'm choosing to wash your feet and serve you because that's the greatest thing I can do for you. And in doing that, he was showing I've got to have to die. He was showing I'm going to have to take your place, and it's unfair. But you're going to have to accept that because that's the beautiful thing. Is there's nothing that you can do to earn this love. There's nothing you could do to earn me washing your feet because I, I am above you guys. But. I'm not going to hold that above you. I'm going to come to your feet. I'm going to come right to you and just say that I love you and you just have to receive that. Mm. Dang, that was
2: good. Sarah, you got anything?
1: I mean, I was really gonna say both of those things. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I think there are also like some tangible things about Christianity that can be proven. And I think a lot of people look for facts, look for tangible evidence that they can put their trust in something. And so the Bible, like I said, I mentioned earlier, like a historically accurate document, you know, Mm -hmm. events in the Bible can be proven by historians, by geographers, by archaeologists. The civilizations named in the Bible, the different rulers, different um, locations, you know, these are things that can be traced.
3: Mm -hmm. And there
1: are other documents other than the Bible Mm -hmm. that corroborate what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. It's not just this document. There are you know, scrolls, tablets, different things that also point to, yes, what's outlined in the Bible is a historical fact. And there's also this like divine aspect of the Bible that we believe in too that I think can be proven through prophecy. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, even though, like we've said before, 40 different authors over hundreds of years, um, King David predicting rulers that did Not live at that time predicting things in the ha- that would happen in the future came to pass, and, and, and even, even this, just
0: talking about Jesus like, right, they, they didn't know who that was going to be, but they were talking about this one that was coming. And then Jesus came and fulfilled not just one or two things, He fulfilled every single thing. So it's like the proof is in the pudding, and you can even
2: <laughs> look at things that are happening today, too. Yeah, might work written in you know other books that are literally happening today and have been happening for years you know you can look at that the bible
1: says that we will be hated yeah right
0: yeah Jesus says Jesus said that if they hate you it's because they first hated me yep Mm -hmm.
2: that's really it right there man Mm -hmm. that's it and to to close I think um, we can all attest to this the joy that you can like the, the amount of joy and things you experience from doing like becoming a Christian and like really getting into it it's it's there's nothing like it you know
1: the goodness of god yeah it's
2: mm-hmm. you can't experience it anywhere else you can't so i mean you got i know you can all second that and uh yeah, yeah.
1: experiencing the love of somebody who loves you with no strings attached mm-hmm. with no expectation they love you because you are you and because they made you and they want relationship with you that is not like a human love. It's not like the love that a husband and wife shares or a father and a daughter or a brother and sister. It's not comparable to any human experience. So having a relationship with God, it truly is unlike any other. You know, we say that and it's like, oh, hard to believe. Nope, that's like pretty, pretty true. Facts. It's
0: an but facts. And it's the only way that I can truly learn how to love you as my wife. Is by first receiving the love from God, because He is the source of love. He is love, so He shows me and teaches me how to love, and that's how I can love others.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amen. Well, hey, I think I think we've had a pretty good conversation here. I think we've covered pretty much everything that we had down. So um, I want to thank you guys for coming on here talking about this. It's, yeah. a, it's a tough subject.
1: If you have questions about Christianity and you want to know more and you're curious. Hit any of us up. Um, hit Sam up. Hit my dad up.
2: We try our best to answer. Yeah. Yeah. There's a comment section. You got the Instagram. I'm sure you probably can all find any of us on social media. So, yeah, definitely uh, feel free to ask um, with any of that. But thank you guys for watching this video. Um, make sure to like and subscribe. Go follow on Instagram. Check us out on Spotify, too. And, um, yeah, do you want to close it out? Do you want to you close it out
1: for us? This has been the Keep It 100 podcast.